Hello. What have we here? Another X-Wing podcast. We're the best in bench warmers. And this is uh, Matt. Nantex did nothing wrong, Corsair. Nothing. Nothing. And Snare is X-Wing at its most wholesome. The Cody Wood. Hello there. And I'm Alex. Why do I play this game when I could just make alt arts? Meryl. I think we should just go over a little bit of uh, who we are. So, Matt, if you want to take it away. Sure, I would love to do that. So, I am Matt, uh, located in uh, Farmington Hills as of recent. Just moved out here. Still in Michigan. But uh, my my biggest claim to fame in X-Wing is I am... I have the coveted role of conversation starter currently on the Fly Better podcast page, <laughs> Facebook group. It's like they they just don't hand those coffee cups out to anybody. Exclusive group of fifteen people. It's like people people talk on group on they they comment on posts in the group and then the conversation doesn't actually start until I comment on it. Then we can actually start talking about something. Cody, you got a little blurb about yourself. Uh, I'm Cody Wood, and I'm about as average as it gets. Nobody flies triple silencers better than Cody. I haven't been able to fly triple silencers in a while, though. I'm a little bit sad. Well, you don't have your base boy anymore. I got, like, recoil or rush or something. Yeah, the linchpin's gone out of hyperspace, at least. The Sinojanus was the linchpin, and everybody always undervalued him. I wasn't even being ironic. I We both loved that guy. It was beautiful because, you know, we kind of created that list together, Cody, and then you just did a whole lot better with it than I did. <laughs> well, you try to make it work with uh, Von Rag. Yeah. I mean, I just love my I-6s, so, you know. That's your problem right there. Yeah. Von Rag, as much as I love him, he always just lets me down. I'm Alex. I'm out here in Livonia. I make lists. That's about it. Yeah, he makes lists and then other people fly them. Yeah, I make lists, and then other people do it better. <laughs> I'm like those writers out in, that like get Grammys, but no one realizes who they are because like Beyonce or Katy Perry or something sings the song. And they just write it. That's me. I mean, all of us are just, you know, average, I guess. We make concert regionals, but we don't like win them or anything no. super fancy like that. So I think it's a good perspective for a new podcast to have people who you know, not super elite. Don't have a talk about crazy meta-defining things. But, uh, you know, when did you start playing this game? Uh, I've been playing for four years now. Yeah, I started in October of 2016. Which is, I don't know, I just kind of got into it. Like, I, I don't even know how. I uh, I remember that year, I got a, I got way more money than usual for my birthday for some reason. And I just saw it, and I'm like, oh, I want to fly Darth Vader. Darth Vader's cool. He's one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. I'm like, I just want to fly Darth Vader's ship, and it's kind of spiraled out of control from there. That's fair. I think I started roughly around that same time. Um, But I just have an excessive amount of board games. 
And this was just another board game that I played, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, been playing it since then. My first game was actually with you, Alex, all the way at the uh, game shop. Yeah, well, I had to show it to someone who could play games. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually my first and only miniature games I've ever played. Same. Yeah, I don't. Miniatures. I guess I played a little bit of Imperial Assault F. Well, that was also with me. That was also with you, yeah. Imperial Assault, a complete game. <sighs> it was a solid game. Hey, Matt, what's your favorite faction? Is it Empire or is it First Order? Uh, First Order does not have Whisper, so it's the Empire. Is First Order your second, at least? It's got Von Reg. Yeah, like the Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah, First Order is probably my second with CIS and Republic tied for third. That's fair. Cody, what's your favorite? Uh, my favorite faction is Kylo the faction or Ahsoka the faction. You did do really well with that Ahsoka. You're the highest ranked Ahsoka player. In the world, on stream too. Is the ranking? And no one flew her at the time. This is true. I mean, that list, uh, what was that? Atlanta Regionals two years ago? Yeah, that was like Anakin, Ahsoka, and Palpark, wasn't it? Yep. That was a really fun list. And... Oh, man. You beat an entire TIE Swarm with just Ahsoka. With just Anakin. And that was the... Uh, gosh... When I would play that TIE Swarm, what's the TIE Fighter that uh, can push damage underneath the uh, shields and all that? San Marana. Not Wampa. She natty twice against my Anakin and put two damage cards under him, and I was about to be freaking out. <laughs> That's just you know, as, as As most normal people would. Oh. And then I had a nice little date with Travis Johnson. I guess I have his favorite faction. It's Scum. But I play everything. I play whatever's stupid and janky. I play a lot of scum. play a lot of Republic. Resistance. Typically in that order. Your Tarani list is really scary. I was technically the first person to record any sort of regional results with the Nantex, because I played them the day they came out, and they decided to make it legal for that tournament for no reason. So that's Sunny, Chertik, and... Grievous list was mine, damn it. I flew it first. Remember when Ensnare was hyperspace legal? Remember when you can do the handoff with Ensnare and just do whatever you wanted to your opponent? I remember. I missed that. Me too. I do not. <laughs> you have agency now. You can rotate after I tractor you. Which comes in handy. Have you handy. ever done that in a game? A lot. Multiple People always times. forget about that for no reason. I mean, a lot of the times you're already on a rock, so it doesn't matter too much. Yeah, but next turn you don't want to go through the rock again, so you have to rotate, hopefully. But the stress. Yep. <laughs> so, we have uh, three topics for today. Uh, the first one will be kind of whatever we currently have some trends in hyperspace for what little results we have and from our own observations the next one would be point changes that happened that no one's really talking about i mean that's mostly going to be extended because there wasn't too many points in hyperspace especially ones that have already been talked about and the last one we're going to talk about the ta actus which is a 
divisive ship. Put it nicely. That is a nice way to put it. <laughs> so, the first one, uh, trends in hyperspace. I think, Matt, this is your favorite thing to talk about. I love hyperspace. It's three agility swarms. Three agility swarms are really good. I would go as much as, as the two good. I mean, six swarms, you get, what, six of them with Sarasu, a couple cannons. I think they all have cannons. Like the one, the, like we're currently recording during the top four Hexiled Hyperspace tournament and top four Sarasu hull upgrade thread tracers with five car- five cartels to a tractor through with Ion. That's like, it's degenerate. Like how efficient and good that list is. You turn the two two die attacks into three mm-hmm. die attacks that have actual effects on the game. Yep. And also and get defensive rerolls. Get defensive rerolls. Sarah Sarah who shoots out that thread tracer and hopefully everyone has focus target lock for their rolls. Even if you do strip off a couple focus for defense, you still got mods. Yeah, you still have it. Yep. I mean it's a solid list. It's top four out of thirty two players. I I lost to it. Especially those tractor beams. Can I say how interesting the thread tracer is? Because I see a lot of tractor beams on Sarasu, but I never really see the thread tracers. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good call. I mean, Sarasu's probably going to be the one that you target first, right? So put two charge something on her that'll help out the rest of the team. Generally, yeah. However, I like the trace, uh, not tracers, the tractor on Sarasu because now you can tractor somebody onto a rock or uh, just a little bit more scary I feel like especially out of five yep. that helps out a lot I mean heaven forbid you get ioned so obviously those are I would say the six swarms the best three agility swarm no, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that like there's you know the, another six swarm did really well in the tournament this one had seven they're all cartel spacers and then two of them have thread tracers and then Two ion, two tractor, one naked. Like that's still really good. Another seek swarm, two tracers. No, this is a, this is an interesting one. Two tracers, two ion torpedoes, two tractor beams, and then one advanced proton torpedo. Interesting. Yep. How that one did? But, um, I think he's in top five, top six. It was only top four cut, but let's see. He went three and one, seventh out of 32. That's pretty respectable showing. Yes, it is. I like those ion torpedoes. They're only four points now, but you get four dice with them. I suppose ion missiles, so you could actually hit someone with it. Hit somebody and in no ion one likes to be ioned. Yeah. No one likes to be ioned. And like hyper, hyperspace is really, there's a lot of swarms. A lot of swarms currently in hyperspace, and seek swarms are definitely like I'm legit. I'm legitimately surprised like these haven't gone up in points anymore because of how efficient and good they are. I feel like Sarasu has a great play for him because it basically gives him a stealth device, except against four agility ship, uh, four red mm-hmm. guys coming. Yep, because rerolls are really good on defense. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of things in the game that offer defensive rerolls. And Sarasu went down a point in the last point change. Yep. And then we have our our buddy Ryan did well with the Sep Swarm. What it was his exactly was 
Just some weird combination of ships, right? Yep, bombardment drone with the dank probe droids, bactoid prototype with diamond boron, two of the I-1 tri-fighters, and then three vultures, the Trade Federation vulture droids with grappling struts. Seven ships. He uh, he would have made top four, but he had uh, prior commitments today that made it so he couldn't play, so somebody else got to play in the top four match. Yep, unfortunately, but, you know, he... He made top four with Sept with the uh, droid swarms, and you know I I'm confident saying I think Ryan is one of, if not the best droid swarm player in the world. Like I'll I'll give him that. So he, he does really with well with those. I mean they're not three agility swarms, but they're still you know relative. I mean you got network calculations that helps a lot. No, but people still people still just the droids have been out for almost two years, and people just still still don't know how to fly against them. And I think a lot of a lot of reason why the droids are good is because just that intimidation factor alone. Like you don't see it very often anymore. People just people generally just don't like flying those ships. I like to take and, a long time and a lot of practice. Yep, a lot of that is the intimidation factor, and you know they're just they're really efficient ships too. I do feel like the Nantex sort of pushed them out a little bit because they were better at jousting. Mm-hmm. But they are so one of the best jousting lists in the game. If not the best, what do you think the second best one is? The FO Swarm or the TIE Swarm? People aren't fly- like, there's not a lot of people flying FO Swarms anymore now that um, Malaris kind of went up in points. But And you don't get the uh, PS1 in uh, hyperspace anymore? Nope, you don't get the PS1 in hyperspace, so you pretty much have to have like a named swarm. But, you know, FOs are really good still. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you can still sell them out for SFs. Not three agility, but they have six health. Yeah, that helps a lot too, and those are the those are yep. hyperspace. I did see an interesting one. What was Gideon, two Zetas, and all the PS2 FOs? I thought that was pretty nice. There was one list that did pretty well a little bit ago that had two shuttles. I think it was Gideon and Malaris. It wasn't hyperspace, obviously, especially not now. I'm not even sure if the points fit. That was kind of interesting to have the re-roll and also extra dice kind of tore through up a lot of things. Actual question. Uh, Zeta, with the gunner, or any SF, with the Special Forces gunner and Gideon Hask, if you do the double tap, you can take two straight and have two three-die attacks, can't you? Like, let me double check and make sure Gideon doesn't have any kind of restriction if you're not strained. Yep, while you were friendly while you were a friendly ship at range zero to two performs a primary attack against a damaged defender. If the attacker rolled two or fewer attack dice, it may gain one strain token to roll an additional attack die. Yeah, so you could do it. There's no there's no restriction saying you can't, so it's completely feasible. I mean the hardest part is getting a sh- damaged ship in your front and back arc because that means you're splitting damage. Yep. I mean it's forty one points as well. Yeah. Man, if only, if only FOs had bombs in their list, if in their faction somehow. <laughs> well, Rush is going to be happy when they do. Yeah, if it's like a concussion or something. Speaking speaking of Rush, like the only like ace list that actually like did quote unquote well in this hyperspace tournament was Rush, Kylo, and Von Rig. I'm a little bit disappointed. I didn't know about this. Like, I know I was taking a little break when they did the. Uh... Signups because I would have loved to do rush uh, a recoil in Kylo, mm-hmm. and then you know people 
people fly double fire spray, CIS fire spray for some reason. So that may later topic. Well. Later topic, but yeah, they flew that. There's a there's a Django and two um, two HMPs, which it looks like Josh is go. Our buddy Josh is going into the finals of this tournament facing Django and the two HMPs. So congratulations, Josh. Yeah, I think you should have that one. <laughs> I think I think you should have that one too. Like, yeah, you just. I do have to say though, that was a beautiful Diamond Baron missile in that game. <laughs> It uh he shot a shot and he did six damage. None to you. Mm-hmm. Eight damage, I think. Nice. Can't ask because for anything. He got two on the main hit, like a hit crit, and then like the diamond baron hit the entire seek swarm. For what? <laughs> Rolling separately each time. Never tell him the odds. So yeah, I think hyperspace is generally like there's a lot of really efficient swarm pieces in there that make it really hard for aces, obviously. I think hyperspace is, you know, we've talked about this for a little bit now, but it's dominated by four plus ships doing doing really well, whether it's Seek Swarms, Droid Swarms are doing really well, Resistance Salad does really well, Empire, I think, is struggling, is the faction that is struggling the most in hyperspace just based off of like initial results. We don't have a lot of data to go off with hyperspace, so it's a lot of speculation. But I think, yeah, as a faction... Empire I don't know, have you seen a Republic list? Or a, a Rebel list? Oh yeah, I, how could I forget about my favorite faction, the Rebels? <laughs> yeah, I don't um, think anyone's flying Rebels for some reason in hyperspace. Uh, someone, I mean, there's like people... Yeah, yeah, point taken. They still have all the good pieces, like Hans there... Luke went down in points. They even have Sheathapedes now. In they have mixed ships, unlike the rest of every other faction. Like their B wings, you could take all the B wings instead of just generics or uniques. And you I still take I, Jake. Man, the you know the rebels haven't had a new ship in over two years. Like they, they're the only faction that hasn't gotten a new ship in second edition. I think I think that's part of the problem as well. Possibly everybody's getting a little bit bored because it's just the same thing over and over with Rebels. They got a lot of point changes, though. Rebels are in this weird spot where they don't have a good swarm because you can't really... I guess you could try A-Wing Swarm, but it's not that good. And they don't have ace pieces. I saw someone do a snapshot A-Wing Swarm. I think he plays pretty high, but that's once out of all tournaments, you know? Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, the Rebels just... They, they, they've been struggling to find their footing in second edition. Like, they had... They did well last summer with the Rebel beef, and then that was just, like, gone. Like, nope, nobody wants to fly against that, and that was just squashed, and they've just... They've struggled to really find a identity in second edition since then. You know, in hyperspace, you can do Lando... With nine nub and the title and three X wings for two hundred points. Yep, that's. I mean, that seems like a solid. That list, seems good. No one's going to do it. No, nope. people. Seems interesting. I, people just don't really want to fly rebels. Why? Why fly rebels when the resistance can do what they're supposed to do better? Well, resistance doesn't have the falcon. No, that's fine. But still. So I did just look at something, and Luke, Garvin, Dutch, and Tin Nub all fit in a list. 
with an ion cannon on Dutch. That doesn't seem too bad. I mean, there's a lot of options and tools you have. Jake went down in points. Trump, for and, some reason. Well, you know, people apparently weren't flying him. One of Just the best ships in the he's faction. He's one of the best ships in the faction, yeah. One of my favorite ships in the faction. We'll, we'll get to some of those point changes later, though. Yep. A lot of rebel players probably just went to resistance, which just has. Yep. And this more is also fun. like, can we talk about how weird this hyperspace season is? Like, like normally in hyperspace seasons, like, so when uh, when the brute came out, the brute came out, and all of its all of its uh, pilots were hyperspace legal when it first got. Like normally, like when a new ship enters into the game, all of their pilots are hyperspace legal. But this season, we don't get that. Like with uh with the v, with what I can think off at the top of my head, like the V wing, only the generics, the tri fighters, only the generics, ETA twos. You can't fly the Jedi generals. Um, Django Slave One, can you fly the generic in that, or is it just the name pilots? Just the name pilots. Yeah, so it's just it's just odd that in this hyperspace season they're just new ships. You can't fly all of the pilots, and I find it int- I find it interesting that they did that. I really like it because it creates variety. Like one of the things when they did the last hyperspace last January was how are they going to keep up the variety of this? And I honestly didn't think about just having named pilots on some generics on some. And I think this is a really good idea that can, they can constantly change up to keep variety in hyperspace and keep it not getting stale. Yes. I think it's super cool. I thought that was a brilliant idea that yeah, like, people I didn't think, think about at all. No, I think so it's cool. awesome too. But you know, some I of the ships it. I would have changed a little bit. Like generic V wings are cool, but I want to fly click. Same. Which I mean, considering I've only flown V wingless since they've came out, and I've only flown hyperspace as V wings came out, so I've only flown generic V wings since they've came out. <laughs> what a shame! How you been doing with those V wings? Uh. Uh, hit or miss they uh i'm really trying to make them work really hard but just i i think i think the bomb configuration the best title is a must because it really helps push damage through and then i like i like tweaking them with like thermals and counternets but what is the uh best configuration it's um if you have a target lock on them you can spend the target lock to change a focus or a blank result to a hit so basically advanced optics. Yeah, it's pretty good for two points. You just have to have a target lock on whoever you're shooting at and not have spent it, obviously. Do they have any options to uh, get extra action efficiency with it or no? I like I like flying them with Shock T. So that way Shock T can like spend force tokens to like, hey, this guy can keep his focus and then he can go into the attack with like focus and then he can target lock somebody. Then he's got focus target lock for the focus for defense, and then you can use the target lock for either offense for off for his offensive mod. That's what I like doing with them. Synchronized council is also also an option. One guy goes in target locks, doesn't spend his target locks, and then all of his buddies can get them. That's another option as well. Synchronized council is only one point now, so mm-hmm. I mean thread tracers works too if they all get a target lock on a single person and uh, wolf pack. Which, if you have a crew carrier like an arc or a lat, and they're hopefully not an arc, you could take a strain to get that lock. Well, they have to be an arc, but it's ways of getting locks for their shooting last. 
Yeah, and the viewings are the viewings are super cheap too. Like the generics twenty seven points and the uh, the i threes twenty nine points. So there's like you can. I've done I've done like a lot of list building with the V wings and there's just like there's a lot of different archetypes. I just haven't I haven't cracked the one that's like this is the one that I'm like absolutely in love with and I want to fly this one like all the time. Like I haven't I haven't found that yet. There's things that I found that I've really liked. The list I flew against you, Alex, the three I threes, yes. the dedicated arc and broadside. I like that one. I think the V wings are just a tad too expensive, but I still enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, we could work on them too. Yeah, and I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed them with Shock T as well. But we're going to talk about the ETA twos later and my and our issues and what we like about that ship later. So I'll I'll get into that later. Recently, I flew against my buddy. I flew Warthog and three of the I threes. Ah, uh, there it is. Shock T with tractor. Yep. Warthog, and then three V wings with thermal detonators. Two of them with thermal detonators. One of them with counternet. Yep, I did fly that. For one ninety eight, and then you were discussing about Predator or some other upgrade like that. And I did I did put Predator on Shock T. That's what I ended up doing. That work out? Yeah, yeah. I mean I flew against a, a buddy of mine who's newer, so you know, I love the guy I love the guy to death. He's a good friend of mine, but he didn't he didn't bring the most optimized list to the table, so I didn't really get to really feel how the list performed, but I ended up winning. I only bombed myself once, so I'll consider that a success. Let me tell you about my friends bombing themselves. You say concussion bombs would be a good upgrade on them? Like, being able to just get in there and get damage under shields and all that? Gosh, I mean, I would love to, but I'm usually flying the V... If I I had, like, one V-wing or two V-wings with, like, other aces, I might consider it, but I I usually fly at least three V-wings in a list. I don't know. I, I I feel weird with concussion bombs with a lot of ships on the board, especially with no reload. Yeah, because I, I have to drop them on the viewings, whether whether the position's like suboptimal or not. Then I have to drop them. That's kind of how I feel about them. But I love the counter nets. Like counter nets, are just like, hey, Django Fett, here's an ion token next turn. Like I know we're going to be two turns from now, and counter nets are three points now. Like I I always have at least. Two, th- I, I usually fly no less than three V-Wings in a list. And they all have the configuration and they all have thermal detonators. Two have thermals and one has counter-net. They're really, really cheap. Another nice interaction with the counter-net is they still do the maneuver, but they get the mm-hmm. ion tokens immediately after. So their action, they can only focus. Yep. And that's two turns in a row they can only focus with no repositions or anything. Yep, and another good thing with the counternets is even if it hits my friendly ships, I get to choose who suffers the effect of the counternets. So, oh dang, it hits my buddy, but it also hits you. Yep, you're taking it. So have you used it to give yourself the ever-popular one straight before? No, I have not. But I do like having R4 on these guys. It just makes them a little bit more expensive because having a white one bank is pretty clutch. But yeah, 32 points for... Uh, best configuration and a counternet slash thermal detonator. Like I said, the only problem with them is like, yeah, the, my biggest problem with the viewings is just with with the two with the two reds, the two red dice. They just it's really hard like pumping out damage, especially when like the focus is on the viewings, like they're the focal point of the list. It's just hard pumping out damage. And then you know, like we're gonna talk about ETA twos, and I can go into like my issues with them, but 
having an arc in that list helped with the synchronized with the with the rerolls. So it's like, okay, I don't want to spend the target lock, but I still want some mods. So here, pop a charge. You can reroll two dice. Spend the focus. Spend the lock. Here's three hits, two hits. And like we were talking about with three agility swarms out there in in force, like two dice just usually doesn't cut it against them. Would you say the viewings are comparable to the Baron of the Empires, the uh, generic high advanced prototype? Yeah, some, I mean, similar dial, almost similar action bar. I don't get the evades. You don't get the evades and the barrel to focus. Yeah, no, you get you get you get repositioned into target lock, which isn't as good, but you know it's still and they have a red barrel roll. Yeah, it kind of makes that a little bit rough. Yeah, and they have a little bit fast of a dial. Yep, but the Baron of the Empire is twenty one points, and the generic V wing is twenty seven. So you're paying like comparably priced you can throw an astromech on there i mean bombs yep so good people are so bad against bombs yep yep bombs it's just i think you have a lot more flexibility with v-wings as far as list building goes especially in hyperspace especially the public faction like you have the 7b jedis you have the lats you have lats you have i mean my arcs baby yep i mean even the naboo has two good ships if you really wanted to get crazy, you could make, you could throw Torrent Oddball with Thread Tracers for 32 points. So almost like, yeah, 32 points, Thread Tracers, like here. I'm here to help all my viewing buddies out. He's shooting at I-5, so everybody gets a target lock. Like, that's that's another possibility. Like, I think there's more flexibility in the Republic faction for V-Wings than there is in the Empire faction for Barons. As far as hyperspace. 35 points. Oddball with the Magpult's warheads might not be too bad either. Yep. No, that's not, I mean, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of options. This hyperspace season, it's, it's, it's just frustrating with the pandemic. Like, and this time of year, like it's the end of December, no one's really running tournaments, so we can't really see how these new hyperspace changes will take effect. And a lot of, you know, most people are who want to fly exclusively hyperspace are in the minority so it's kind of hard to see like how these hyperspace changes shake things up unprecedented times unprecedented yes <laughs> oh boy so the next one double cis fire sprays they're doing well in hyperspace yep yep they they are they are doing well in hyperspace for I don't know how. I I don't I don't know how either. We were talking about this before we even started recording because we wanted to Professionals. Yes, we're professionals. So I think what one of the reasons why we decided these were doing so well is bad target priority. Because it's only two ships, and I think I think people see big I six Django and it's like I need like it's like most other lists. Like you see the I six ship, and it's like okay, I need to kill the guy who can move after all my ships, and who can shoot me first. Like I need to I need to kill big I six guy. But Zam is potentially more dangerous with the potential double tap. So I think I think killing Zam first is probably the smarter play, even if you lose a ship to get half points on her. Like most of these ship, most of these ships are going to be both of these ships are probably going to be at least almost a hundred points. 
Yeah, a lot of the longer the game goes on, the better the Zam gets. Yeah, just recharging all those charges and all that. Yep. Which I I lost to double fire sprays because I made the mistake of you know I'm not perfect. I saw Big Eye Six and must kill Big Eye Six when I should have sent somebody to block Django and make him not a thing, and I should just burn Zam down because that's I lost because of Zam's double taps in the end game against my my V wings. Another thing about focusing Zam is if you're not leaving Zam alone, she gets all the mods for offense. And mm-hmm. like having two attacks with mods is really good. If you actually focus on Zam, Zam's going to have to fo- uh, spend that focus or force on defense. So the offense isn't going to be as strong either. Yep. Also, I feel like a lot of people, for some reason, don't understand Django's ability and continue to do white moves or red moves against him. Mm-hmm. Which is going to increase his damage potential significantly. Yep, which, I mean, some ships can't help it. Some ships just don't have a lot of blues. And I blame the lat. Yep, and it can't be helped, but the thing is, Django's not nearly as scary as Boba Fett, and he can only fire once. He can't be Boba Fett. He can't be like, I'm going to roll up range one of three ships and have focus and three rerolls. He can't do that. He can only fire on one ship, and that's his shot. And even now, Boba, without the crew slot, not having the passive force, not having just two passive modifiers on offense and defense, I feel like that is huge for him, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I think, another, speaking of Zam, I think another issue with the list, not issue, but another reason why it's doing so good is people still just don't understand the conditions from Zam. And yeah. like what they do and how they can be used against you. To be fair, they are novels. Yeah, yeah, they are novels. I won't. I'm not. I'm not begrudging people who don't understand it. Like that's that's not the point of this. I'm just saying. I think a reason why people are doing so well with it is because what the hell does this thing do? I mean, I guess you can sum up the two of them. Is one of them is after you defend. You get a lock and recover a charge. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't attacked, then in the engagement phase, you get to do a bonus attack. The other one is if you defend, then they can spend two charges and get the bonus attack. Whereas if they aren't attacked, then they recover two charges. Yep. And you reveal both conditions after you defend. Yep. The main takeaway is that you have to attack Zam or else she's getting a bonus attack or recovering. Mm-hmm. Half charges. Well, yep. either way, she's going to do one or the other. It's just, it's sort of a gamble. But I feel like no matter what, you should always just shoot at Zam. Yep. Unless it's range one and she has a double mod on you. Which, you know, is like, it's like general, like what you generally do. Like you take the worst shots first. So, like, generally what I do is I'm like, okay, I got a range three obstructed shot. Boom, I'll fire that at Zam. And then you see what she has. And then you kind of like make your decision from there. Which is also really handy if you have the same PS on yep. your ships. If you don't, then... I mean, there has been times where I don't shoot a quick draw, but it is pretty rare. And most of the time, you are still better off just taking the damage or taking the shot. Yep. Especially if you have multiple shots coming in on the same ship. We appreciate the irony that they took the Swarm Faction and turned it into a double medium-based ship list. Actually... Yeah. I mean, that was my, like, 
biggest issue with the with the ship to begin with when it was first announced. Like, now I, don't, I was like, I don't, I don't want the ship to not exist, but it doesn't really feel like it has like a place in that faction. But you know, leave it to X-wing players. Like, oh, I got a, I got a new fire spray. I just want to fly two of them at the same time. Like, okay. It is cool that you can use half their stuff for the scum faction, but I haven't really seen too much amazing lists with those new pieces yeah. and scum. Yeah, pe- people just usually throw Zam crew on stuff. I mean, Dengar, I can understand if you got, like, mm-hmm. Rotors or something, but yep. yeah, it's kind of strange that scum got some new tools and no one's done anything about them. Well, yeah. part of the issue is scum hyperspace isn't really taking like, off. Yeah. Well, I got they the have, six swarms. You have the six swarms. I mean, you have the fang fighters still. Although you lost the uh, generics. But you have old, you have old. Well, you got Terok back. <laughs> they get old T back. But otherwise, like, what do you have? You have Basque, but Bask is sort of depends on your opponent more than anything else. Like your opponent's yeah, list. Yeah, Bask was good because of the Nantex. I don't think he's like a particularly incredible ship. You know, uh, the poor Falcon is just not good. It's yeah. I don't. I don't know what you do to that ship to make it like competitive. Like having only a two die attack gun really like really limits that ship's ability to perform well. Give it a cannon slot. Aren't they the only large base ship with two attack dice? Uh, the Jumpmaster. Yeah, technically the Jumpmaster. And gosh, I was just, I you know I was just thinking about this the other day when I should be like learning new things at work. I usually just think about X Wing stuff. <laughs> Quality. Gosh, gosh, is there another large base that only has two? I don't think so. Like the Rebels have two fours. Yeah, Jumpmaster. Lambda has a two-die rear turret, or a rear arc. Yeah, I mean, the Lancer has a two-die rotating turret, too. But that's... Yeah, as far as, like, large, nothing in Scum. Yeah, besides Thanks, Scum, two, for yeah, having the only scum. large bases. Two yep. two large bases with two attack. Hey, at least they have large bases. Republic doesn't even have one of those. Nope. What even ship would be a large base in Republic? I don't know. Lore. Palpatine shuttle? Anakin's personal uh, ship from Clone Wars might be. Can Oddball fly it? Because um, then I'd be down. You could do the Naboo. You could do that Naboo um, shuttle from Episode One. Wouldn't that be like one. an epic size, though? I don't know. Like I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing stuff out. <laughs> uh, anything else we want to say about the fire sprays? Other than please just focus fire, Sam. I I think honestly, like. I think I think it's a B tier list. That's just me. I I think it's just a solid B tier list. It's not something I would ever personally fly. I don't begrudge people for wanting to fly it, but has a lot of success. Yeah, it's just I just I don't personally understand why it's been doing so well. We forgot one of the main upgrades, which is the bombs too. The bombs help. The bombs really do help. Thermal detonators in the game are pretty clutch. Thermal detonators are a really clutch bomb in Dooku. Dooku Crew, finally something that, like, you know, before Dooku Crew could only really be on, like, a Sith Infiltrator. And I, lo- when I love Dooku Crew. He's so good. Only being able to be on the Sith Infiltrator when that's, like, just a hefty investment in a ship that's unfortunately not very good. And as we are at low floor, I can definitely see that, uh, high floor, B, 
because you do have two 10 or 11 health ships with two greens that do decent damage at I-6 and I-5. Mm-hmm. It's got a low floor, low ceiling. I'd say medium ceiling. It's yeah. like your opponents can definitely play around it more than you can play around them. But at the same time, you do have some play potential. That's fair. Just because it is a medium base boosting ship at high eye. Uh, do we want to go uh, on to the next one? Sure. Let's get out. Get, get, keep going. Double Defender Palpatine. I don't understand how this list isn't taking off. I honestly... You could even substitute a Defender for two uh, generic Inquisitors. And I feel like it's still a good list. It's tanky. It doesn't die. And eventually you're going to be pushing damage in. And for the Palp Carrier, you can have like fair off on it, which I like because you keep the weakest part of your list is going to be a Palp Carrier. Especially since you don't have a um, Lambda Shuttle in hyperspace. Or a Decimator, if that's your shtick. I guess you could, but... It's too expensive, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, the Generic Decimator is 67 points. Yeah, and then you're putting throwing Palp on there. If you throw Pelp on there, it's still only 78. What are you going to build around that? You're not building two defenders. Not two defenders, that's for sure. But defenders are so good, especially in hyperspace, where you don't get too much token stacking unless you're the Republic, I guess, with force. Yep. Yeah, yeah. with, with, with the, the fact that you can't token stack efficiently in hyperspace. Something you could do, like... Help sort of helps out the one issue that the TIE Advance X1s have, which is if you go for that target lock, you don't have uh, force or anything there. That's why the palp shuttle coordinates you. I was going to say, granted, the issue is the decimator, you can only fit three of those. But yeah, Faroff is also like really fast because you probably shouldn't be stressing if you have Faroff. Vizier. You could probably get away with as well instead of fair off because you can do the coordinate while running away. But fair off with help and a for, uh, evade shouldn't be taking damage really, unless you run them into your opponent, which um, that's sort of not his job. His job is just to be running around the edge and letting the defenders be damage sponges and poking damage. Especially since they move, uh, shoot last, you can you know you can spend the focus on offense and not have to worry about defense. Also, because they are PS ones, they can't get blocked, so they're going to have their evade and focus almost every round. And they just tend to just outlast most other things. Spike damage isn't too prevalent in uh, hyperspace right now, unless you're running like Protorps. Who's running Protorps right now besides Rebels have the probably the best opportunity to do it, but as we talked about earlier, nobody wants to fly Rebels. Luke would be your best bet for Protorps, just for the innate double mods. You can also do a, uh, what is the uh, coordinator over there? Sheathapede and another X-Wing. Or you got Dutch Garvin. Yeah, I mean, Dutch is a solid point for that. But there's not. it's hard to... With so many ships in hyperspace, it's going to be hard to do like an alpha list to try to take someone off. Yeah, like you fire two prototypes to kill one ship, and then the other five ships all shoot at you, and <laughs> yeah, you and then lose you die. one. <laughs> I think the, I think the moral of the story is yes. Why aren't more people flying this list? 
the uh, double defender pelt. Yeah, yes. I, I think it's also a boring list. You don't do anything fancy. But you get the 4K so many times. Yeah, flying, flying Defenders brings its own satisfaction <laughs> of knowing that your opponent is not going to have a good time. I am still 100% against Defenders being in hyperspace just because focus, evade. Same thing with the Inquisitors. Well, with the options we have now, yeah. You know that the only the Empire, the only ships that have named pilots in the Empire are the TIE Fighter and the Reaper? Uh... The Strikers don't? Wow. Nope. Nope. Only those two. Everyone gave up on playing Strikers anyways, for some reason. I mean, Strikers are still... They're that still really good. always a thing. For a bit, yeah. I always feel bad, like, not flying Empire in hyperspace, but it's just like... You have the TIE I Swarm. I know, that's... Yeah, but why would I play the TIE Swarm when I can fly, like, a better Swarm? The TIE Swarms are great, though. They've always been th- great, and now they all got cheaper. Yeah, I love TIE Fighters. Honestly, the TIE Swarm in hyperspace, I don't see too much that can mess with it. Yeah, it's still the aim one direction, kind of nuke anything off the board. Yep. Gonna build one real quick. Because, I mean, Iden and Halloran are they're going to be in every list. As they should be. I mean, you can have Inferno Squad. You can have all of Inferno Squad and Wampa or Night Beast. Because there's no generics in hyperspace. Yep. So you don't. So yeah, you got Howl, Aiden, Gideon, Sane, Wampa, and Delmico. You get all named, and all of them are PS4 or higher, except for Wampa. Except for Wampa, yeah. Well, that's what Swarm Tactics are for, right? Swarm Tactics isn't hyperspace. I know. But still, if they're shooting at Wampa, that means they aren't shooting at Howl Runner. And okay, that's a win in and of itself. Yep. You can even, I guess, uh, Moxmanship's not hyperspace. No, you're just kind of relying on natties for sign, but still, it's PS4 Tie Fighter, and it's like pretty, pretty, pretty much all these ships. Like, if you're not shooting a Howl Runner, like okay. Mm-hmm. And instead of sign, you can actually pit, pit like Maul Mythal. Baller Mythal, two hundred okay. Maller Mythal. Baller. I like him. He's fun. For for attack Tie Fighters are really funny, <sighs> especially with the reroll. Mm-hmm. At PS5. Yeah, slap Predator on them or something. Precision Ion engines and Sloop. No one will see that coming. I don't know if this can beat a droid TIE fighter. I imagine it actually can. Like a droid swarm. Because you should kill two, maybe even... No, you should kill two droids before they get to shoot. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be ideal. But I mean, there's not a lot of people fly droid swarms anymore. I guess just not. Especially since we're Especially since most of us are playing online, most people don't want to play against droid swarms. Which is weird to me because swarms in general are just easier online because of the whole, you don't have to worry about bumping. It just automatically does all that for you. I don't know how I'll be able to fly a droid swarm again in real life, but I guess we'll find out. You also lose the advantage of you're moving at a normal pace now instead of slow rolling that. I've always had more of an issue with ace players taking way too long to set dials and... Hey, I got those double repositions. I need to figure out whether I need to boost or barrel roll first. Just do it in the system phase. Or taking five minutes to decide if you're going to target lock or focus. Stuff like that just shouldn't happen. 
All the time, all the time that they spend setting their dials is time I could be spending deciding on my double repositions. You know, you can actually think about your repositions as the enemy ships are moving. You should have a general idea of where your ship should be. So no, 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 no. I, I can't. I can't play that way. I have to wait until after I've moved my ship. Yeah, how am I supposed to know where my own ship is going? Exactly. You're right. So the last one I have here for some trends in hyperspace that I noticed um, is an ETA like Anakin, I think, in this particular list, and three arcs. It's a loaded out Anakin, but would those be dedicated arcs? Well, I believe um, the one list I saw was two one hundred fours and Wolf. Wolf also went down a point, and now he's like forty nine points. Supposed to be an extended list. That was extended. Yeah, it was extended. That was the one that did well at the Lima Open. Right, but okay, you change one, you change Wolf to another arc, and it's still like hyperspace legal now. Yeah, you can just make them all of the PS3s. It was an interesting thing that I saw. It was, you know, they take up yeah. a lot of space. Arcs yeah. are pretty solid for their point cost. I would, I would not disagree with that. Anakin can do things. For 42 points, you get a 9 health ship with 2 arcs. Yeah, 3 dedicated squad 7 veterans with, de- with I mean, with dedicated and Anakin Skywalker, you have 9 points to play around with. Right, and you throw Predator on Anakin or something, and now you got 7 point bid, if need be. Yep. Seems nice. You throw 5s on one, or Wolf Pack on one of the arcs if you wanted to, to get free target locks. Throw a tractor beam predator on Anakin, three point bid, tractor beam someone, the arcs light him up. Yeah, if you don't have him bullseye, you still get a three. Uh-huh. Die. It seems something like I would play. Yeah, because the dedicated will work on all your ships in that list because they have dedicated as well. Yep. I feel like dedicated's still really underrated for the Republic faction. Dedicated is incredible. It's three it's basically a three point upgrade, unlike the arcs, but you also get plus one initiative. Which can come in handy with the swarms coming in because you're getting a lot more PS... Uh, I don't know about PS2s, but there's definitely like PS1s. And sometimes you'll see the PS3 Seeks come along. Yeah. If you do the veterans, you get over the, the Seeks. Most of them. Now the Seeks are PS1s. Right. And then the uh, generic arcs are PS2. I'd rather do Obi-Wan instead of Anakin, to be completely honest with you. I think Obi-Wan has a better ability to be by himself than the arc than Anakin does. Plus the seven points less. And how many, at least in hyperspace, how many uh, PS sixes are out there? It's just every, oh, every, right? every faction, every faction has an I six except for the empire. Oh, and Django. Yep. Yeah. yeah Poe, Django, Fen, I guess Han, if you're trying to run that. Dengar. It's Han. Han for the um, for rebels. And Scum, Scum gets yep. Scum gets Han. Han Dengar Fen. Resistance has Poe. Fo has Von Reg. And Ooh. Midnight. All oh, right. <laughs> Jesus. Republic has both Anakin's, I believe. Both in uh the in yeah, the Y wing. And. Um, Separatist has uh, Django and some fuck, I believe. 
that. Oh yeah, Sunpak at forty-five points. Yeah, I mean, not much you can do with him. Yep. Other than bring maybe Predator for forty-seven points. Feels like there's much better options for that. Like yeah. your HMP is probably just a better. You know, you can fit an Ion Cannon on Django. Not Ion, Attractive Beam on Django, so you can give Sunfock his ability. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just saying, guys. You are, I mean, you're not wrong. I've seen other lists where people are like, I'm going to use Heightened Perception with Attractor Beam Dooku so I can Tractor Beam someone so I don't have to put a 24 point upgrade on the Sunfock. Instead, you're spending, what, 60 points for this? I didn't say I would do it. I just said I've seen other people try. Any more to say about the ARCs ETA? It seems like a solid list. I, I think I would swap out one of the ARCs for maybe Warhog. Get the re-roll. Well, and that's that. just a list that I've made. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yes, I think, I think the Republic has a lot of really good options right now. As far as hyperspace and even extended. Also, you said Warthog. I would say Hound. Because Hound is really nice with the dedicateds. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're not you're not wrong. It's just, you know, keeping everybody at I3 and, you know, but but yes, I can see where you're going with that. I don't think I don't think either one is wrong to be completely honest and Hound gives you a little bit more flexibility for crews like throw fives on there. Hondo and boom. Throw on Wolfpack so that way when they take the strain from the target lock, they can pass it off to him if you really wanted, especially if you reinforce or something. Yeah, there's just yeah, there's not solid options. And like I said, I don't think any of them are wrong. My go-to was Warthog. Two dedicated arcs and Obi. I think FO is the, definitely the ace faction of hyperspace. But they've also got swarm options as well. Someone Res- has to do it. And resistance is a whole... It's a lot of resistance salad. Which is kind of like, you know, a staple for the faction. CIS has their droid swarms, double fire sprays, HMPs have been making more of a splash, which is nice to see. And Scum, you know, has the Seek Swarms. And for some reason, people aren't flying old Terok for whatever reason. So, yeah, I think, yep, I'm definitely interested to see how uh, I want to see more hyperspace events going forward, which hopefully we can run one pretty soon on TTS. More details forthcoming. And, yeah, see what happens. So on to the uh, point changes that uh, people aren't really talking about. Not too much in hyperspace. Um, most people have already spoken about that. But extended, there's some pretty interesting options. Yep. I want to say right now, Ensnare Sunfuck used to be 73 points. Now he's 69 points. Nice. 69. Nice. <laughs> but I was looking, I was going to break it down by faction. I was of looking course. at um, resistance. and. I think it's been gaining a little bit more traction because he is hyperspace, but C3PO is down one point to five. And if you put it on Rose, Rose is 30 points with C3PO. So she can now coordinate and get a calculate for her ability, which is super useful. Or if you have automated target priority on her as well, she can now get two calculates, which is all she'll ever need with rerolls. And if you don't coordinate, you just get two calculates. Which is very good for the amount of rerolls she ends up getting. Yeah, that seems 30 points seems like 
legitimately good. And you know what? You can fly that in hyperspace too. Would you put it on like any other ship, maybe like a Han for the double calculate or not, or maybe uh maybe Finn if when you get heroic back for extended? Or what about that I what about that fireball pilot, the droid one? Bucket? Yeah. Bucket with C three for that might be. I feel like Bucket dies too easily, but maybe Bucket, if you also have a, what's the, is it P's, no. It's a resistance droid? Yeah, it adds the calculate, so you can have like PZ4CO on somebody, so you can be uh, coordinating from the other side of the map. Which ain't too bad at one or six, depending on which ships you have it on. And there is something to be said about a PS1 coordinate it's basically a system phase uh coordinate i don't know if it's better or worse than a ps6 one i mean perfect information is really nice but messing with people's perfect information is also extremely nice yeah and if you're gonna bump or something maybe like with han you just bucket it across the entire map to give him a focus or something and then he smashes into something ray gunner went down by a point and then you slap that on right on han every time did Han go down any? He did, by one point. So Han with Ray Gunner is down two points. And I feel yes. like... And I think that's, that's 79 points or something like that. Which is reasonable. That's 65. All right, 75. 75, yeah. Very reasonable. I know Han's ability is not the best, but his ability is now... I'm on PS6 with advanced optics on both my... Shot or defense. Yeah, I thought his his pilot ability was that he's a six. He also force engagements in the first round, which a lot of people still aren't used to. Or you can like set up a chase, which is really good for him. Anything else in the resistance faction, guys, that you want to talk about? Resistance is like my least favorite faction, so I'm like a little biased. I know you're not having it. No, nope. I mean, hey, it's whatever. Everybody likes to fly what they like to fly. I mean, a bunch of X-Wings went down. That's cool. Star Fortress just went down, but they're not four points, so they're garbage. The M9G8 droid went down, I think, one point. You do like that droid a lot on Bastion. It works really well with Bastion. If you have a bunch of different initiatives, and they have different initiatives, you can, like, force rerolls on multiple ships a turn. Depending on the damage spread. And because Bastion gets free target locks, you... If you have a heavy hitter like, say, Ray, you should be able to get Bastion's target locks. And the PS difference between them means that usually whatever ship attacks between Ray and Bastion will also you have a reroll on their die. So Rebels got a lot of point changes that went down, and that seems super good. Kyle Katarn went down, and the Moldy Crow title went down. Kyle Katarn is 31 points. I think that's, what we should be so I think cheap. what we should be the most happy for is that the Kashyyyk defenders went up two points. The base ones did, yeah. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, because that's no bueno. No, they no were bueno. really efficient for the price. <laughs> no fun no fun to fly against, can confirm. <laughs> the corn goes arcs. down. Kyle Katarn is that seems like a steal at 31 points. And the title, which went down for 16. So he's 47 points. 49 if you had Jin, Just to give anyone an evade that you want. He's I3, isn't he? 
Yep. Yeah, but he can pass a focus at engagement. Yeah, no, it's just Kyle, Kyle's always been one of those ships where I've like I've always wanted him to be good, but he just he just doesn't see a lot of table play like like ever. Well, he's forty seven points now. <laughs> to put Kyle in his perspective, he's two points more than the Rebel Scout for a plus one initiative and the ability to transfer your focus tokens. Yep. He's seven points cheaper than Rourke, which I know Rourke had that one combo in the beginning of 2.0. Two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Rourke, uh, Rourke Dash. Yeah, the double tapping at I-7. Yep. Selfless went down a point to two, which, if we remember, Rebel Beef is kind of good, especially if you have something like Biggs in the list or just B-Wings, anything with high amount of shields and selfless is super cheap now. Mm-hmm. And uh, E-Wings went, uh, Cornhorn went down two points as well, which according to my Facebook post about what's the worst chassis in the Rebel Alliance, a lot of people answered E-Wings. That's not the Sheathapede. The Sheathapede is the correct answer. I think people want E-Wings to be like they were in first edition with I think I think that they want Cornhorn from first edition with the regen, the push the limit. They want all of those toys, and that's just that's just not what they do. But those g- generic nave squadrons are forty nine points. Like slap some torps on them, and boom. I wouldn't even yeah. slap torps on them. I literally my E wing build will be FCS, and if I have points, R three. And you don't spend those target locks. You basically turn the ability into. You get two, uh, one reroll on two different ships for five points, and then you have the focus. I think people just honestly fly those these ships wrong. That they they want them to be something that they're not, and they 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 want to play first edition. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to say it. People people some people just want to keep playing first edition, and they want Cornhorn to be how he was in first edition, and that's just that's not how he is anymore. Cody, what do you think about knaves with? Ion Torps and R3. That's seven points worth of upgrades. That's 56 points each. That doesn't sound too bad. I feel like every wing, a E wing, requires FCS, especially since they can't really acquire target locks as soon as they get into the fight. But still, it's 58 points, and you're probably ioning a ship if you shoot a double modded Ion Torp at them. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. Uh, you also don't spam E-Wings. You have, like, one E-Wing in a list. Is, like, the secret. So you can do, like, a Nave with Braylon. Um, and then other things. Jake's always a great ship. And you, Which all the, all the RZ ones went down. Yep. So Jake, Braylon, and a Nave with Ion Torp, R3, FCS. You have 56 points to play with still. You put Kyle Katarn in there. You can put freaking wedge in there. Gosh, can you actually fit wedge in there? Wedge is 54 points. <laughs> there you go. And because you have the nave shooting last in this list, you know whether to shoot the ion torp or just take the regular shot. Like, And if you ion anything, they aren't going to be able to get away from wedge, Jake, Braylon. Mm-hmm. Speaking of 53 points, Wolfaro went down to 53 points. Mm-hmm. He's pretty interesting. Throw him with... Which Wolfaro was. Wolfaro was in the Polish national winning list as well. 
Dutch, Jan, Jake. That's a scary Wookiee. A yep. lot of dice. That's maximum yep. dice. Do it right. Yep. And I, I watched a game on stream on one of the Twitch recaps. So what, what Dutch does, Dutch has concussion bombs. Dutch drops the concussion bombs engagement, hits Wolfaro. Wolfaro goes into the first engagement with his ability already active. And then Dutch reloads the concussion bomb his first turn. That's four dice. Roll it in with a 180 mm-hmm. degree arc, not yep. a range one. Yep. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. But so other oh, every single X-Wing went down. Blue Squadrons went down negative two points. 38 points for Blue Squadrons. So that, that's that's terrifying, in my opinion. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of X-Wings, A-Wings went down. Yep. The TIE Fighter and, and TIE Fighter and the Rebel Alliance, still still trash. <laughs> but Captain Rex, so mm-hmm. wholesome. I think, I think, yeah, Rebels benefited the most from points changes, in my opinion. Scum? Probably second, I think. Mm-hmm. Saj went down more, so she might actually be playable now. Um, actually, a lot better than you'd expect. You should try her out. 68's not too bad. Force, always good. Force stressing things is super awesome. Especially mm-hmm. against Tavson. You remember that, Matt? <laughs> I do. I do. I was there. Force stress Tavson. Sucks. Yep. Talon Bane went down to like a... a Rather playable 48 points. Maybe Fearless, 51.5 ship, angry ship. I-5 angry ship. Scum Crew. Or Lando Scum Crew. He went down. That's super cool. Lando Trando, completely unrepresented in any X-Wig. Agreed. He's six points now. He's six points. For the ability to essentially take your reinforce and re-roll it into a dice mod. Yeah, Lando Trando, definitely something I would recommend. It is 57 points now. It's 57 points for a giant-ass ship that's going to actually do well. But what what about Jerry Redkoff went down five points? <laughs> you mean his ability is actually, a, you, you could try to use his ability now for him to become a ion-torping scum Almost wedge. Great. Now the same price plus skull, which is still not worth it. Nope. The only other thing I would mention, maybe Bosk's Z95 is almost fun at 28 points. If you slap on like marksmanship for 29 total points for a ship that might actually catch someone off guard with the amount of damage you can do. Empire? Yeah, not a whole. I was just looking over Empire. Not a lot in Empire. Mostly their crew. Yeah, Sloan went up three points. Good. Yep, it's really good. But the only one that caught my eye, ship wise, was Rexler went down, which is still the best defender if you're not going to run the the PS one one. I don't. Yeah, the Deltas went up one point, but yeah, like Rexler good. is still very good. The points should be switched. Rexler should be eight and one points, and Vessery should be seventy-eight because Vessery sees almost zero play. You don't have a lot of target lock sharing in Empire. No. Nope. Yeah. I mean, he goes well with the X ones. Well, not the X ones. The V ones, if they have like FCS. I wonder if like uh, Inquisitor with Thread Tracers might be an interesting combination with Rexler. Seems like a lot for trying to do that, but it's definitely a support piece. You probably just pick up FCS and that's it instead of thread traces. 
Because how often do you need to be able to die with the Grand Inquisitor? Every time I shoot, baby. Uh, FO also didn't have like a particularly incredible point nope. change. All all named SFs, not named Quick Draw, went down a point. Which, you know, cool. Nothing crazy. Hughes might be interesting at 37. Yep. I was already liking Lehue, as long as he's mixed with Revis. I think their interaction together is really good to give him double nods. And again, you also have Thread Tracers now, if you really want. That gives a lot of people target locks for Lehue to leech off of. For the low, low price of two points. And uh, Backdraft, I think... Another solid piece that went down a point. Three dice out the back, always good. Backdraft's legitimately somebody who you can just run naked. For 38 points. That's so good. I mean, if you got points to play around with, you throw, you can throw a fanatical on him, but you don't have to. A 40-point fanatical backdraft doesn't sound mm-hmm. bad. Nope. Sounds like a solid piece in my my eye. Dormitz goes down four points. Cool. Oh, they, they changed it so he works with small ships only, so that's good. Which then lets you make hyperspace tracking two points again. So no more dormits, Fuzz. No. T Rex goes up a point, which the crew agent T Rex crew goes up a point, which you know seven points. It's still a steal. Yeah, I don't know why he was so low to begin with. Just giving people calculates and then just jamming people. Yep. Every time, every every time I play with T Rex, I'm like, oh, please give me that jam so I can just give it to somebody. <laughs> And then Malaris went up two points in the Zai shuttle, which understandable because Malaris plus Epsilon were doing really well. The Republic had some interesting, I mean, 7B going down for the lower initiative ships. It's so good. Yeah, going down is so points. good. 49 yeah. points total for just a, a generic 7B Jedi mm-hmm. is ridiculous. I say, as Josh is probably going to win this Hexile gaming thing with exactly three seven P Jedi. <laughs> and a lot. Yep. Way to go, Josh. Local hero. Agreed. Stole my list. Took it. Ahsoka's only 55 points with 7B now? That's dirty. Clone Commander Rex went down two points. Some of the Y-Wings went down. The thing that shook up the Republic faction the most was the new ships coming out. Honestly. Separatist. Like I said, when we started, Sunfock went from 73 to 61, 69 points within Snare. My Atlanta list is still only at 204. Only. It went down. And Snare went down across the board because no one runs it, because nobody runs Nantex unless it was six of them. And it's not hyperspace still, unfortunately, so you're never going to see it in Snare again. Yep. Nothing really, like honestly, besides in Snare going down, like nothing really changed in Separatist. And Separatist has always been a good faction. But hey, a couple generics went down, mostly bombs that I would like to talk about because bombs are super good and everyone's really bad against bombs for some reason. Connernet's going down to an actually good point cost for bringing one mine. Three points. Mad you fly them. They're super good. And Electro Proton Bombs went down another point which I just wanted to mention because there's a lot of ships now out there in general. And that might actually be something useful. Mm -hmm. Tractor beam went up a point to four points. Gonk Gonk is uh, down to eight points now. So Gonk medicine coming. 
my boy Gonk. Not good in any way, shape, or form, but still the best in my heart. Brilliant evasion. Two points. <laughs> I've seen people try to use it with like Ayla, mm-hmm. which is a solid use for it, but I'm not sure 100% if that's... Contraband went up a point. Good. I think those are like the lesser known talked about upgrades. A lot of missiles went down in price. Diamond Boron, Ion, Magpulse, Multi-Missile Pod, Prockets all went down. I can't believe they lowered Prockets. That's so good. I just work here. <laughs> that quad A-wing build with all Prockets is... After Afterburners finally went up one point for I-6. Yeah, it's initiative-based now, although I'm not sure what ship I'd ever bring with an Afterburners for a four or lower. Sunny Bounder, bro. <laughs> for that for that for that dope block. Anyways, we want to talk about what we've been teasing this entire time. Our terrible, terrible takes on the ETA. Well, let's start with stuff that we like, right? That's always nice. Shakti. Yeah, Shakti's amazing. The ability to hold force or an evade. Mm-hmm. Focus. Uh, or focus or evade. For spending one force. At the beginning of engagement, which you get at the end phase, and then you get it at the back at the end phase. So you're just holding something for free. Mm -hmm. It's like first edition comm relay or optics for essentially no cost. Yep. And you throw patience on her, you're going to get that second force token back beginning of the engagement phase, most likely. Unless you system phase barrel roll or boost, which... Some people think you have to do, because why would I use the ship ability? I didn't bring the ship not to use it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It is really good to deke with that. Mm -hmm. I love that they have both a talent and a force slot. Most of them do. Well, okay, except for Yoda. You're not flying Yoda. Generals don't get it either? Yeah, they don't get it either. You just get a force. That's fine. reacts. Okay, no one flies generals right now because it's not hyperspace. I mean, if you're doing extended, though, there are a lot of people who feel like putting stealth device on them, which isn't the worst upgrade because they have the force and the evade, but they're, you're putting a lot of points into an Eda. That's Well, that's on the other side of this discussion. If you're going to yeah. put stealth <laughs> device on there, why not just pay the extra two points for brilliant evasion as well? You can take and fade if you roll two focus results. You can spend a force. You're not wrong. Anyways, I like I like the talents and the force. You get some cool stuff out of there. Yeah, having a cannon on there is really unexpected, but also pretty nice. I like situationally useful, but the ability to move in the system phase is really nice. Mm-hmm. You can line up a lot more hard turns and banks. That you, you can normally wouldn't be able to do, like a barrel roll hard one is super good. It also it also adds like some flexibility as well because I was playing against a buddy and I was flying my V wings, and he flew Anakin Obi Wan and some other stuff, and I didn't like my I twos getting blocked by an I six before <laughs> I even moved. So that's also that's also something they can do really well. It's like I can block this swarm, but then also. You know, potentially K-turn, turn around behind the swarm and still have mods while you don't have mods. And if you have sense. Yep. Yeah. If, yeah, if at zero sense. to one, it doesn't cost a force. You can see where they're going. You can adjust whatever you're trying to do. Pre-mood 
movement dial. Mm-hmm. Just weird. I just think I think this ship is like super high, like super. The floor is really high on this ship to do really well with it. Because I think I think people want to fly the ship like an Aether Sprite, and they are it, not it, Aether Sprites it, at all. No, it is not. not gonna fly. Like not being able to double reposition after perfect board knowledge, man. Like taking a random bad, crit being as bad as it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, also people compare them to like CLT because of that bullseye that they have. But bullseyes are much more difficult to line up when your ship doesn't have a one bank. Because those one banks are so key to continuing to keep a target on your bullseye. Yep, it's also harder to get bullseye when you can't barrel roll and then boost into a target. Yeah. So they're kind of their attack isn't nearly as as good as an Aether Sprite. Nope. Which is why I which is why Shakti is my favorite because she's a really cheap support ship in my opinion. She's just like she's going to do her maneuver, she's going to pop up and evade and she's going to help either herself or her buddies out for the next turn. For sure or you know, that she's I use Plo a lot as a support shift, being able to take the focus and pass it off to someone who actually needs it. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like that, but you know they can get blocked or something. She could just keep the force on them or the focus on them, or herself if she's in yep. a dire situation. Or if you pair it with an Aether Sprite, they can take the purple evade, and she can spin the force so they can keep that purple evade and regenerate the force next round. Yep, because those evades are really nice. Even if they are purple. Yep. Just use it for a turn and then just hold on to it for. Yep. Every time you use an evade, it's basically a shield upgrade. Another thing we like is the purple talent roll. That's super. That that's is super really cool. I like that, that a lot. Like, yeah, being able to, like, I mean, even if you have to spend a force, cool, but being able to, like, two talent roll and, oh, I spent a force, but I can still take an evade or a focus or a boost or a barrel roll is really nice. Or if you're really, really crazy, you could do like a barrel roll beforehand, spend the force for that, spend the force for the talent roll, and be in just such a situation that it's like no one can react to that. I guess unless they stop, but no one does that. Have Yoda in your list and he'll you can get your force back for doing all those. Or if I shoot at him, I can make my attack worse and just get my force back. And honestly, the Eaters aren't going to carry list by doing damage. So it's not the worst idea to, like, get your force back, honestly. They can do damage, but it's just like Obi-Wan. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets the free focus. And with Predator, he can boost into range one or arc dodge or something and still actually have a sizable attack. I also love that he works with Kid Anakin. Because Kid Anakin is underrated. Kid Anakin and if you really just is. like YOLO Kid Anakin into a list, you can just pass him a focus with Obi-Wan, throw on a passive sensors and something, get a proton off rip or something, you know. So I like that Obi-Wan and Anakin refer to other people. I think that's a cool mechanic. Yeah, I can't really wait to nice. see what they do with more of that mechanic, like who's going to be with who and all that, because it creates amazing like show synergies and all that. Like they might even do something with Baby Yoda and uh, Din Dejoran. How do you say his last name? 
Din Jarlin or something. Yep, basically the Mandalorian. They could do some interesting stuff like that. Oh, that would probably be a crew and pilot interaction because I don't see Baby Yoda piloting anything anytime soon. Nope. Which they have already with Maul and Ezra. And uh, Vader and Triple Zero and BT-1. Yeah. But it's, it's cool that it just interacts with other pilots. I like that a lot. I do too. I'm a sucker. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm a sucker for like thematic lists, which is why I don't really fly the Naboo Starfighter, just because I just, it doesn't fit with anything <laughs> Clone Wars aesthetically at all. Like, I'm just like, why would this Naboo Starfighter be fighting with Squad 7 veterans and the Jedi Starfighter against droids? I, it just, I love flying thematic stuff. As Whisper's my favorite pilot, don't ask questions. <laughs> but yeah, just like, yeah, like the thematic theme aspect of it, like really just like tickles my fancy so much. I like flying Skon Han with Boba crew and Dengar. That's my theme. They could have been friends at some point. We don't know. Right before he burned off his face. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> so anything else that we actually like about this ship? I mean, it looks badass. Like the small ship looks amazing. Um, the model looks really cool. Yeah. That's the best compliment we can give that ship. And white evade is also pretty dope. White evade, and white evade force. force and three agility is never As we bad. Found out with, with the inquisitors, like it is amazing, but unlike the inquisitors, the inquisitors have one more health and a better shield to hull ratio. Because mm-hmm. if these things take a crit, which they will probably take a crit of just really sad. Been there, done that. We can't all be Zeb. So, on to the, the fun part of where we just shit all over the ship. <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying, these things, if they get shot at, and they will get shot at, especially in this meta with so many ships, they will take damage. Your green dice. Will fill I mean, you eventually. They're in the category of ships that can potentially just get one shot by normal ships. Unlikely as it is. Like one shot by ships. I don't like that. A ten percent chance happens one every ten times. On average. Like even with the evade token, like it's a if it's a maybe a range one shot or like a pro torp, or you're getting shot at by someone who's flying a ghost actually well. You know, four dice are stupid scary for this kind of ship. Oh yeah. Even with self device, like even behind a gas cloud, like I play a lot of Kylo because I love my double position. Yeah, I love my good guys. Exactly. No, you you love your five straight boost. That's what you love. I do love my five straight boost. Only way to get it on Nam sometimes. But I've taken so much damage from three dice ships behind gas clouds with full force and everything. These things are going to do the same thing. Yep, and if for whatever reason you had just you focused instead of evaded, and three 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 damage goes through and you blank out, like there's there's fifty plus points just gone. It's another reason why Shakti is so good just to hold on to evade. Yep, and then not being able to double reposition after perfect board knowledge also really these ships they want to fly like Aether sprites and. Tie interceptors and tie silencers, but they can't. Yep. So there is something to be said about a before you move reposition because the boost, like five straight, the it gets you all over the place and then you can barrel. But 
they, your opponents can react to this. They see that you're boosting, and it does open up where you can and can't be, especially since there are obstacles in the field. And that just adds to the fact that these Eaters are just going to get shot. And even with the White Evade, you will take damage. If you want to go to a dice calculator, you don't pay attention to the average hits. Look at how much, what the chance of taking damage is. If you have a 30% chance of taking two damage, that's a really good chance. I mean, it's not going to happen all the time, but in a tournament setting, if you play five, six games, that 30% is going to happen three, four times a tournament. And a lot of people don't realize just how often 30% comes up or 20% comes up, especially in a tournament setting. Yeah, and those are not the ships to just get bleed damage like that. You can't have them bleed. Yeah, like 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 we've like I we've we've talked about before. Nobody nobody remembers the time where they rolled like triple triple natties like three times in a row for their ship to not die. They always remember like, oh man, I blanked out, and those ship these ships are gonna blank out. But that's usually ships dying has a lot bigger impact on the game than a ship not dying. Yes. Especially if the list is, you know, the ship is like the linchpin of your list. Yeah, which I think a lot of people, I know a lot of generalization, but a lot of lists have been built around an ETA 2 when I think the ETA 2 needs to be there in like a support role or there needs to be bigger threats to in the list than just the ETA 2. Like people three find arcs. like, yeah, like. People find like just three ETA twos. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I would love to fly against that list. Nine health. Yep. Actually, do you guys prefer like a shield or hall upgrade over a stealth device, or would you rather just take the fourth green die? I'd rather take the four green die because yeah, you? you have a better chance of making your money back. I would say. Yep. Uh, especially because they can get the white evade. If they couldn't get the white evade then probably a shield upgrade. It, but it's sort of like, I'm somebody who loves stealth device on Ray because Ray has basically an evade, so she can get more worth for it than a lot of other people can. Oh, maybe you're a Ray can. You always get at least one for your evade, as long as they aren't knock dodging you. That's true. And you still have force left. That's right. I was just curious, because I would probably take if I'm adding stuff like this to an ETA, which I'm not, I might take the shield just because I don't want to take the crit from bleeding damage from some sort of random shot. But that's me. Yeah, it's like I, I kind of, I, I, I flip between both ways because I don't like view the ship as soon tier. But when I'm usually building like soon tier list, I usually gravitate to a shield upgrade before I gravitate to stealth device, but ETA2s have access to white evade and force, whereas, you know, generally Soontier gets that evade and that yeah, focus, yeah, which is Soon better than the force. Agreed, but just kind of like personal preference type thing. I mean, Soontier just arc dodges, though. Yes. The focus is Soon better, but at the dodge. same time, it's not. Because if you have two force, you can use the force on separate attacks. Yes. Yeah. That's that old saying is what's better, two calculates or one focus. And the math was done. It's going to be the uh, two calculates. Yeah. Also, these things just, 
they spend so much force to do everything is a force, which is cool, and that's like relatively balanced. But doesn't just because the ship is balanced doesn't make it good. No, that force for the boost barrel roll. That's one out of probably your three. I think most of them have three. But then if you spend it on offense or defense, that's another force. You only recover one. You know, if you're doing the talon roll, that's another force. So, I mean, in conclusion, ETAs, if you're super good at this game, high floor. Like, I, I think they, I think they have potential to be. And you know, here's the thing: I want them to be good, but not too good because I don't want them to get any cheaper. High pilot skill, force, free movement, reposition. But yeah, glass cannon—they die super fast. So you, you got to flank with them and have other ships that are actually going to do things. Don't glass cannons usually do damage too, though? That's that—that that is the plan. Hey, they can. They got a three die bullseye. People love three die bullseyes. Look at Antex. This guy right here loves three die bullseyes, especially when <laughs> I can like help with your agency with the tractor beaming. It's not hard to bullseye people. You just got to aim towards them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they're a ship. They're a quality addition. People, I think, put way too many points into them. Predator I'm not a most. fan of... Yeah, Predator is great. People are putting marksmanship, auto blaster. I can sort of see that. Load them up. The jank. But really, more than like four points of upgrades, I'm getting a little, a little nervous about that. With all these ships. You know, if it goes down like a three-ship meta, you can load them up a little bit more. But you got Seek Swarms going around, you know, that's going to murder these things. Like, Stealth Device also works a lot better the less ships shooting at it, too. Yeah. We, uh... Anything else to say about them? There's people flying two of them with Supernatural and Precog and stuff like that. You see them at the bottom of tournaments. <laughs> Josh just gifted 20 subs. Nice. Oh, for people trying to catch up, our boy Josh just won the Hexile tournament. Flying my list. 7B Jedi, they're super good. Fly them, people. Or don't, please, because I don't want to fly against that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to fly against that either. <laughs> but they're, they're really in good. In hyperspace, 7B Jedi and Hound with fives. I won't even say hi. I still like Wardog over that. That's me. Yeah, I hear you, but you know, five is pretty dope too. Yeah, he flies that line a little bit more offensively than I do. Mm-hmm. But who am I going to question a tournament winner, right? Um, anything else you want to say, Matt? You want to talk about uh, possibly having a tournament? Um, yeah. So we were supposed to have a star championship last April. At uh, at the local store that I used to live by, Fun for All, but you know the world ended, so that obviously didn't happen. So I've been thinking lately that I've been I've been seeing a lot of people run successful TTS tournaments online. So why why should I let the store champ go to waste and just sit there? So I'm sometime in January probably. We're more likely than not going to have our Fun for All store championship on TTS. And it's going to be capped at 32 because I've never done this before, especially on TTS. So I don't want to be like overwhelmed with 
participants. So it's going to be capped at 32 people. And yeah, we're just going to probably do four, four or five rounds all in one day and then do cut the next day, uh, hyperspace for store champ prizes. And yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. You have to have TTS obviously to play hyperspace and we're just going to run, run, have an X-Wing tournament. It's not going to be the same as it would be if we were in person, obviously, but you know, it's better than nothing. It's regional prizes, right? Not yeah, store, yeah. store champ. It's regional stuff. So you get like the the Kylo yep. printed base for him, and the LeHughes printed base, and yep. the special dials and all that. It's it's more than a store champ. It's better. Well, it, yeah, it was it was yeah that was it, it was that kit that came out last year that Fun for All bought, but we never got. And I, you know, I have weekends off now at my new job, so just spend a weekend in January doing this. And yeah, I would like to try to keep it to Michigan only just because, <laughs> but, but, you know, if, if, if we don't get enough participants and we want to extend it out to other people, like by all means, it's TTS, just do, people can just play whenever they want. So not Ohio be, though, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, it'd be fun. We should, you should make a sign up thing for all that and we can all. Yeah, do that. yeah, I definitely will when uh, when I know more stuff. Sounds fun. Cool. Any last words, guys? Will I be able to have a beer on the side? You can do what you want. You'll be playing at home. How wasted can I be? I mean, do what you want. You're going to be at home. I think I would like it would be dope if we could get either gold squadron or hexile to stream it that day that'd be also pretty clutch but you know let's just take things one step at a time what if we all go to cody's basement and play again could we do that again that was fun I mean, we could i mean i'm not gonna play i'm gonna probably be you know i'll be yeah. head judge and all that fun stuff but yeah you guys can do what you want i mean i'll probably even drive over there <laughs> anything else nothing for me Nothing. Nothing, Cody. I got nothing now. It's congratulations to Josh. Congrats, Josh. Yeah, Josh, you did it. Yep. All by yourself. All by yourself. Well, uh, thanks for listening to our first podcast, guys. We're the best in bench warmers. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So hopefully we'll see you in a couple weeks. Another podcast over and out. <laughs>